Combo Nation, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 125 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button, right on your Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Actually, do this for me, man. Get this done for me. Leave a comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Hashtag Combo shout out. I'll shout you out right on the podcast, man. We're out here. Today's show nba life optimization coach david nurse joins in a great conversation with david glad we got to record it glad you guys will be able to listen in you could follow david on instagram at david nurse five that's d-a-v-i-d-n-u-r-s-e-5 you know you could follow me on instagram at one two combo that's o-n-e-t-w-o-c-o-m-b-o intro music by luca beats Let's get into it. Luca on the track. optimization coach, author, speaker, um, also served as a shooting coach for the Brooklyn Nets. Welcome to Combo's Court, man. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me on. Early morning out here in LA, got the coffee rolling, so I'm ready. I'm a coffee guy, too. I'm a coffee guy, too. <laughs> Beautiful. Everybody, everybody should be if they're not. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. <laughs> let, let, let's start. Uh, actually, I have a coffee question for you later, but let's start at this. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let's start let's uh take it back to the beginning for you i know you played at western illinois um and you had stints overseas but where did your hoop journey begin man the hoop journey began probably right out of the womb from as as young as i can remember i've been playing basketball and it's just been in my blood and i just uh one of my biggest role models and influences was my uncle and i watched him go all over the world coach and every different kind of environment you could possibly coach in and now he's coaching in the NBA with the, the Raptors, obviously winning the championship, which is amazing. But it, it started from from day one, really. And uh, just like literally everything that I did was was centered towards playing in the NBA. Like that was my dream. That was my goal. Nobody was going to tell me that I couldn't do it. <laughs> and so like everything that I did was was centered around making that a reality, playing in the NBA. And of course, I, I get to play overseas a little bit. It's probably not as great as like when you think overseas basketball, you probably think the, the best leagues in the Euro League. It wasn't that, but it was it was great to see the world and be able to have that experience. And and then I then I realized everything that I had done on this optimization type level for myself by going in depth on detail and like just literally like studying every single in-depth detail of the game was to coach and not to play. So that was kind of my life pivot that I had to make. Right. Uh, you mentioned your uncle Nick. Uh, championships in the England's BBL, the D League, and of yep. course, the, of course, the Toronto Raptors. I think his journey is like understated. I don't really, I don't know if people really realize what he went through to get where he is today. What, what's your biggest Man. takeaway from him, from his journey? How has he influenced you, and how have you influenced him? You know what? You're exactly right. And it's it's funny. It's one of my favorite quotes is it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Right. Obviously, meaning you got to put in the work when people aren't watching and. It took Nick 26 years to win that championship. People see like, oh, first year head coach wins a championship. Wow, wow, this got so lucky. Man, he's been grinding from day one. I was with him 
with the Iowa Energy down in Rio Grande Valley. I visited him over in England. Like I've seen him in places where it, they don't even care about basketball. Halfway know what basketball is over over in England, and just just to see his relentless consistency and in his self belief in himself has given me a ton of confidence to be able to do basically anything that I put my mind to doing. And I think, I think the biggest thing from him is he always set his goals really high. He would always tell me he's going to win an NBA championship. And this is at the time he's co just coaching with the Iowa energy and he's, he, he gets opportunities and doesn't get them, but, but never really like, like felt like, woe is me. It just to him, when, when one door shut, he knew another great one was going to open. So I think a lot of that has been instilled in me and, and the confidence that I have in myself. And I hope that I've had some kind of impact on him as well. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, he's been at it a lot longer than I have, but um, I mean, I just hope that confidence in, in myself continues to help him and raise his game too. Before we move on to you, I was wondering how much does Nick lean on analytics for like lineups and different things of that nature? You know what? I think he's got a really good blend of it. I mean, I don't know in depth exactly what he's doing, um, but I, I think he does a really good job of, of coaching directly to the player, getting the most out of the player, not just right. their on-court skills, but the people that they are and just, just, just motivating them really. But, but having the blend of the analytics and having the blend of, Hey, this guy, I mean, this is what he does. This is having the personality blend too. So it's, I think it's, it seems like it's working. So whatever his blend is, I think we all need it. For sure. For sure. All right. Let's shift to you. Um, an NBA life optimization coach. What's your role with the players? And um, yeah, what's your role with the players that you work with? Yeah, man. So at the core, my role is to make each player that I work with the best, the absolute best version of themselves they can be. That that word potential that gets thrown around all the time that seems sexy and no one really knows what it means. That's my job to help players reach their full potential, how they can function every single night at 100% of their full capacity. So at the core, that is what MBA optimization coach and for myself, that's what I do. It's, it can be based on, well, it's based on a lot of things, actually. I mean, it's based on their overall, their physicality, their body, how their body's functioning, their skill set. If do are they have their skill set at the highest that it can be. And also the most important part of it is their mindset. And, we can go down any one of those rabbit holes or all of them and break down each piece and part of it. But, but at the core, it's to help the player become the player that they were meant to be and fully reach their potential. Right. You were a shooting coach, a shooting coach of the Nets. When you're breaking down a player's jump shot, right? You know, how hard is it for you to like, either if it's a total reconstruction or small fixes, when they're actually getting back to playing their sport, it's very easy for a player to revert back to old habits. How do you work Absolutely. through that? How do you work through that? Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's the name of the game right there. It's, it's number one, does the player want to change? So, at first, you have to realize what, what makes the player tick. Like, what motivates them? Do they want to have a better jump shot? Do they see that as, like, okay, this is going to bring me success. This is going to bring me a big contract. Like, what is their personality type? And I actually do a lot of stuff with what's called the Enneagram to figure out the exact personality type of who they are, which also helps them figure out who they are as well. So at the core, it's all about the person themselves before we start even going into the process of developing the, of, of breaking down the shot. Because if I can't gain trust with the player that I work with, they're not going to give me their all either. So a lot of it is, 
is I'll make sure that I have a very strong relationship with them and they can trust me before I start telling them to make changes. And when we reconstruct a shot, it's, it's about our brain has what's called myelin in it. And that's what creates the muscle memory. The more times you do something, the myelin wraps and wraps and the stronger that it gets, the more muscle memory you get. So if they have a bad habit, it's, it's harder to deconstruct that. You have to unwind that muscle memory. So the main thing that we'll do with re reconstructing a shot is I'll figure out exactly what their needs are, what their needs are to make their shot better. And, and, and always, no matter if it's a full reconstruction, like a big, big project, I'll always say it's, it's a small step away. It's just a little, like if you make this, this little adjustment, it, it'll be there because you don't want to overwhelm somebody. And I've, I've learned the hard way of this, of just throwing the whole kitchen sink, like seven adjustments at somebody and just, just overwhel overwhelming them to the point where there's not going to be any process in progress made. So basically breaking down exactly what they need and then just smally, small steps with them, having a blueprint for them so they know that you're on the same page as, hey, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to get there and, and taking those baby steps. But also realizing in the games, if we're doing this during the season, which is obviously a lot harder than right. off season. You, you revert back to what you know. Don't worry about it during the season. Know that you're getting, I call it with my players, the one percenter. One percent steps better each day. So know that we're going to make your shot one percent better every day. And over the process, over the long term, the blueprint that we have for you, you're going to keep getting better and better and better and better. So through, the, through whatever the physical structure is that I'm helping with the player, to me, that's only 10% of it. 90% of it lay, lies in the player's mindset and thinking, hey, am, am I a great shooter? Because if a player will say, I'm not a great shooter, that's already a preconceived notion that they're going to have to battle that and figure out how to go against that. Like, even when someone will tell me they're in a shooting slump, I'll say that's, I mean, a shooting slump. What if I call that a, a, sh a shooting hippo? Like, it's, it's, it's just a word somebody created. Right. It's in our subconscious to already think that, I, I'm in a slump, but if there's no such thing as a slump, you don't even have to think that as, as uh, at all. So, and we can go deeper down into that in the mindset part of it. But um, I mean, that's how I would start the structure with it, knowing that there's going to be small little pieces first, building the deep relationship with them, small little changes, give them a blueprint, have them excited about it, have them knowing that I'm there with them every, every step of the way that they're going to get there, that this is going to make them great. And then just, just letting them, uh, be be fully free and and missing shots during the game, not worrying about that, knowing that the long term process of those one percent steps will get them there. When you're doing a total reconstruction, I'm assuming it'd be easier in the off season. And would you would you want them to not play at all? Because obviously, it is easy to revert back once you start going game speed. Yeah, no, I mean, ideally, uh, ideally, they would just shoot with me and just focus solely right, on right. that, and that that would obviously help the process go a lot faster but in reality it's it's never really going to be yeah. like that and even in times like you can never really have a person for a whole year straight right. or whatever it might be but yeah you got to let them revert back to what they're doing and just feel comfortable playing in the game and not worry about it in the game but also having that confidence that hey it's gonna get better it's gonna get there I'm working on it like even a player like when they reach out to me and I've just had a couple players actually in the past week reach out to me that are struggling this season and like even them knowing like, hey, I've got this guy that's going to be in my corner that's going to be helping me like like right there in itself, you're getting they're going to be helped. 
It's like you go to a doctor, they tell you something, you believe them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, when did you realize, I mean, you obviously have a tremendous, tremendous knowledge about shooting the basketball. When did you realize you were more interested in being a life coach than a shooting coach? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So I, I love, love every aspect of I mean, being with a team and, and, and coaching. But what I love more than that is helping, helping individuals find the best in themselves and being able to be a shooting coach and, and player development and help people's skills. Like I saw how, how much, like when I helped them with something, they found the joy in it. They found the success in it. And I was like, this, okay, this is just one very small aspect of a whole player's, whole player's career, a whole player's, I mean, arsenal that they have. How can I help them become like superhuman, literally the best they can possibly be? And I just got, I just got really interested in everything that, that made somebody um, optimize, whether it's sleep and nutrition, recovery, and even more so in just the mindset. And, and what I loved is, is through these players that I've worked with is I've, I've been able to develop really strong relationships with them, like friendships and deep relationships and seeing them as, as great human beings who they are and knowing that hey, these guys have, like the biggest part of it is, is I love, I love, I get joy out of seeing other success. That's my, like, I, I love to serve and I love to have, have my players get all-star games, big contracts. Like that's what juices me up. And, and also to know that, these guys have such big platforms, like they're going to have so much more of an impact on so many more people than I ever will. And for more than just the game of basketball. So how can they use this tool of the game of basketball, this greatness, this God given ability that they have to make everybody else better to pour into others. So I'm really big on, on pouring into others that can pour into others. And that's kind of really what um, got me along the lines of, Hey, I don't want to just do shooting. I want to help. I want to help players become the best versions of themselves that they can be to, to help so many other people. You know, I was listening to a podcast. Um, I was listening to a podcast, David, where Darren Mori believes that there'll be a more attempts for, from three in the future. Um, what say you? I agree. I don't see why not. <laughs> I know I mean, you were it's, like, it's, 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 it's three it's, versus two. It's your, I... game. If it's your game. So maybe you'll get back out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shoot. I mean, if we can have more threes and less defense, I can make a run back at the NBA. <laughs> No, I think it is. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, that's just the way the NBA is going, but it just makes sense. I mean, it, three points is worth more than two, no matter which way you turn it. I mean, if you're shooting 33% from threes compared to 50% from two, like, like why right. not? Right, for sure. All right, you spoke to, uh, you know, you often speak to great nutritional experts and sleep experts, but I wanted to start out with sugar addiction, sugar addiction, man. Because <laughs> look, man, uh, David, I have, a, I, have a, I have a sweet tooth, you know, at times. When a player seems to just have a really big problem with the sugar, how do you work with them to minimize that? Yeah, that's tough too, man, because these players are such freak athletes on what they've been doing, like just eating candy and sugar and having 5% body fat in a 40-inch right. vertical. Like, how are you going to tell them to change, right. really, right? But that's an epidemic. It's, it's They have to understand that it's all about their longevity. It's about – how can they have the longest career they can have? How can they make the most money out of the career they can have? Like they can get away with that stuff when they're young. And, and most of the, I'll do a lot of pre-draft players. I've had 28 first round draft picks that I've worked with over the years. And I, like all of them, hardly any of them understand anything about nutrition and how it can make you feel. How does that, better. how is that possible so about, though? That, that's, that's what I don't get. Like there's nobody leading them in the right direction from, from young. 
I mean, I mean, think about it. When you're in college, like even myself, when I was in college, I tried to do everything right. And I still had no idea when right, I was in right. college. It's just they're young and they haven't been around it. And they, and like, so when I work with them, I'll just, I'll have them come with me everywhere that I go, see how I eat, see how my, my energy is like super high all the time. And it's, it's really about teaching them that hey, they're at a spot where they at right now. But if they want to be elite, if they want to be great, then you got to make these types. And of if they want long, and if they Some want longevity, will. longevity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. And, and and I'll always give them the the example. I grew up with Kyle Corver in Pella, Iowa, so I know Kyle super well. I've worked with Kyle. Me and him just nerd out on nutrition type uh-huh. stuff. And he's what now? He's a thirty eight or thirty nine. He's still playing in the NBA. So I'll be like, hey, this guy has no. Not not many physical athletic skills, but he's still playing at the NBA in the NBA at a high level. It's because he takes care of his body so well. So they see that as living proof. And they're like, I mean, the ones that really, really want to be great want to be great in every area. of the Right. Game. It takes sacrifice. Like, you know, guys like guys like yeah. LeBron, guys like Vince, guys like Kyle, you know, they take nutrition very seriously to get to that level. I mean, LeBron's still the best player in the league, which is crazy. But those guys. Definitely no focus on nutrition. When you're younger, you can get away with it a little bit, but it's not good for the longevity. No doubt. And LeBron invests $1.2 million in his body. I mean, I know not every player has that money to invest yet, but I mean, that's how much he takes care of his body. Like that's how much he knows that his, I mean, his success deems on how well he can perform every night, but how well he can perform every night for a long, long time. The NBA is about consistency. And the only way to be consistent is, I mean, literally to be optimized at every single level. Right. Dave, you worked at, you worked with a lot of great players. Jimmer was one of them. Um, why do you, why do you yeah. feel he hasn't found a spot, a consistent spot in the league? Cause you know, like he, he does some things that are super elite, like the way he shoots off the live dribble, the way he gets into the lane yeah. and could finish over the help. Um, why do you feel like he hasn't found a spot in the league? Yeah, I think a lot of it's been fit. I mean, since from when, he started off when he came into the NBA. It just wasn't the right spot for a guy like him to be. And I mean, he, he absolutely like, in my opinion, from being around him, like he absolutely can play in the NBA. Like there's no doubt about it. He can shoot it at a high enough level, obviously off the dribble, off the dribble, even better than catch and shoot, which probably would serve him better if it was the other way, but still great catch and shoot. But I think a lot of it has also been about uh, just perception too, man. Perception is absolutely huge in the NBA. And, and when you say Jimmer, you think defense, and that's just the perception that's stuck with him. And like, can he ice? Can he can he isolate a guy one one on one, like a guard of LeBron one on one if he gets switched to him? But here's the thing: how many times do people in a 24 second shot clock have to actually isolate defensively one on one like that? I mean, not. Not as much as you would think. Sure, he's going to have some type of switches on him and, and time to time. But, I mean, I think as a specialist, a three-point shooter, like, I honestly think that he could play in the NBA. Right. You say that it would be even better if a player has, like, off the off the ball skills and on the ball skills. I'm, I'm assuming you say that because there's just so many more spots for those guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, I mean, only one person can touch the ball at each time. So, if you have that unbelievable skill like Kyle Corver to be able to just catch yeah. and shoot under .5, Point five seconds and just consistently hit it like there's there's definitely a spot for you in the NBA so I think for him too is which I think he's great at that so I mean I'm not saying that right. he can't do it but yeah there's there's a lot of value as you as you know in being able to knock down that corner three with with consistency right you see a lot of uh, guys overseas that they have a lot I'm not even talking about Jibber here just they have great go-to type games and they're almost NBA level talents they just can't they just might not be able to play in the league at that go-to spot you know 
Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's better to be super, super great in one area and then average in the other than to be really good in a bunch of right. areas. All right. Uh, me and you, we're coffee guys. Uh, do you believe coffee? Do you believe coffee's a PED? <laughs> you know what it is? It's caffeine, man. You can get addicted to it. It's funny you say that because I used to drink like five cups a day, and now I'm down to like good, one good. cup. And I use it for a better reason. I'm not just like it actually has an effect on me. So I don't think it's a PED in a bad way, but I think it's a PED in a really good way. And I think I think players should use that. There's a lot of things that they should get out of the NBA, like a Gatorade or Powerade or all that crazy type of sugar stuff. And coffee should be implemented. It helps you. It's a proven fact that it will help you have more energy uh, through a workout and it's or through a game. And yeah, man, for sure. I think they should be branded. Have maybe I'll start that. Have some kind of brand NBA coffee brand specifically for NBA. You're a business players. guy, man. You're always thinking. You're always thinking. There, <laughs> there it is. From what from what I understand, you know, there's no conclusive evidence that ice bath cold therapy is uh, beneficial. But I like doing it. You know, I enjoy it. I saw on IG you were in. I don't know what you were at. You were at an ice bath. Uh, you, were going, you, you were having fun in it. But um, what are your thoughts on cold therapy? Yeah, I think cold therapy is, I think is amazing. I think the recovery benefits are, are huge. I know there's a lot of, I mean, science that can go either way and whether it's, uh, whether you're in a cryo or an ice tub. But I think more than just the recovery that it's going to give your body is it, it's also the recovery of the mind. And, and everything comes down to the mind. So if you get into, if you consistently get into that cold tub, you're already thinking to yourself, okay, I'm recovering. I'm doing this. I'm doing these steps to take care of my body. So it all already it helps you in that way too. I mean, I think there's there's so many great like tools out there, and and I'm really into finding what the next thing is is as far as optimization. And cryotherapy is great, and the float tanks are great, and they have all these all these different types of recovery tools. Uh, man, there's just there's this, there's this place out here in in Santa Monica called uh next health and they just have all the all these these just like things from the future to help people recover faster but as far as cold therapy goes and and ice bath i think it's 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 really important i think it's really important for longevity i think it's important for your body and i think it's important for like i said more importantly your mind speaking of recovery speaking of recharging i know you like to take a day off um to unplug you know to reset um how has that benefited you and what are your guidelines for it yeah, so I think it's really important. It is, is in the world that we live in that's completely fast-paced, go, 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 and we're always on, we're always on our phones, and it's just to unwind and to relax and to let your mind relax and recover and you recharge. It's it For me, it's, it's helped me immensely. Instead of going seven days hard and then just continually to be run down, go six hard, take one day off, you're completely recharged to go six more even harder and those six days are better function at a higher level those six days yeah definitely better and for me it's christ in my life and to have a day of the sabbath like it says in the bible is one of the ten commandments to to sabbath one day and fully rest like to me it's it's something that's even more deeper than just recharging myself so before we get out of here uh, it was a great conversation i really enjoyed having you here can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast and where we could find you yeah, for sure. So my podcast is the One Percent Podcast. You can find it anywhere on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, anywhere like that. And it's really about optimizing the NBA, but optimizing the NBA through an aspect of finding how everybody can find their find their why, find their their optimization. And I bring on a lot of guests from the NBA, but I also bring on a lot of guests from anywhere else that are. 
that are high achievers, whether it's a nutritionist, whether it's a mindset coach, and just ways to help you build um, your own personal self to be the best version of you you can be. And also have a book that just went on pre-sale. It's called Pivot and Go. It's, it's really based on how you can look at things from a small, different, small, slightly different perspective that can change your entire perspective on life, making a small pivot. And it's a lot about how you, how you build confidence in yourself through just any type of situation where you might feel stuck in, how you can make that pivot, and then you go. Then you, yeah, check it out. Episode one, two, five of Combo's Court is in the books. Thank you for listening and big shouts to David for joining in. We appreciate you. Let me know how you feel about this episode right on the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Leave the hashtag Combo shout out and I'll shout you out right on the show, man. Also, check out the Combo's Court Patreon page. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Be on the lookout for episode one, two, six. Combo out.